welcome to the Self Project Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Martin. I'm a transformation and human design guide who is passionate about guiding women to be the most authentic versions of themselves. This podcast is all about self-discovery, self-empowerment, wellness, healing, parenting, mental health, spirituality, you name it, we're going to talk about it. This podcast and this space is all about helping you along on your own self-project journey. So welcome. Let's sit back and we'll dive right in today. Welcome back to the show today. I am so excited to be able to welcome Dr. Jane Tornator. And Dr. Jane is a therapist, speaker, and an author. And she has got an incredible story for us. She has um, authored several articles. She has authored several articles, published a book, and she's got all of this incredible. it's just this life experience that she has packaged up into helping others. And so I just have to say, thank you so much for joining me to this morning, this afternoon for me now, um, Dr. Jane on a Saturday. So I'm just so grateful that you're here to share more with us. And I'm really excited to hear more of your story. So if you did not mind, do you mind just um, introducing yourself to us and sharing a little bit more about you? Yeah, absolutely. First of all, Christy, I want to say, I love how you said that she's packaged up to help others. I'm like, that's so true. Oh my goodness. This is what we do as healers of any sort or as teachers of any sort. We take our learnings, we struggle, we've, you know, we find out what really doesn't work and we figure out what works. And then we go here, let me try to save you a little bit of trouble. And that's basically what we do. We package up our learnings and offer them to others. So their road might be a little easier or at least that part. So I'd love, thank you. Thank you. I'm going to remember that. So about me, oh goodness. Should I tell you um, what really started me on my self-love journey? I would love that. It's some, it's a story of not uh, told until recently. And it's, uh, I was in grad school to become a therapist and I had a partner who I thought I was going to get married to. And then he left me and I spent two years depressed. I was drinking a lot. I was going to work, exercising, coming home and drinking beer and watching fantasy TV. I mean, that was my life because I I didn't want to feel the pain because I had learned somewhere. Nobody said this to me directly, but um, somewhere I'd learned if I did not, in my case, have a man who loved me, I was not valuable. And so it got to, I was, I was making myself such a victim to not having his love to the point where one day I thought, if I don't hang around with somebody today, I'm going to kill myself. Like it got that dark, which I'm now forever grateful for. Cause when people talk about suicide, I'm like, oh yeah, I understand. So I don't get freaked out. I'm like, oh yes, I know that one. And you don't have to choose that. So I called up a friend and spent all day with her luckily. But after that day, I'm like, you know, I, I think this message that a man makes me worthy is it's really not working for me. <laughs> I'm like, really not working. So I started reading self-help books. I started, I stopped drinking because the self-help books were more interesting than the numbing out 
or even in TV, it was just like, wow, there's fascinating stuff here. I start reading Edgar Casey, who's just wild. And I'm like, wow, such interesting stuff out there. And it was thanks to that boyfriend, I learned that really love is, it's got to come from me. And it doesn't have to come from me. I can certainly try to get it from other places, but it doesn't work very well. So I am forever grateful for him because the pain was so much that it got me out of that, that, um, you know, that in a way a fantasy story I was creating about how I'm lovable. And so, you know what, 30 years later, I'm still loving myself more and more and more and still seeing where I'm trying to get love from others, <laughs> you know, cause I'm human, but that was, it was my own almost a suicide from not being worthy that led me to the self-love journey. And now I am committed to people helping people love themselves more. I absolutely love that. Thank you for sharing that with us because um, I think that what always brings us to our mission and empowers us to help other people is all the things that we've gone through, all of the things that we've walked through. So um, I just, I always love to hear the inspiration behind, you know, what people have built and created. I just think that that's, it's just so powerful. You know, it really is. It really is. So, you know, you've, you've published several books or no, several articles and you just published a book, right? It's called everything is perfect. Just not me or recently published. Right. right? (laughs) Yeah. I I love that. Yeah. The the last part is a roadmap to self-acceptance. Because I'm a diet-in-the-wool perfectionist, and I'm still a recovering perfectionist. And because basically, you know, on the Enneagram, I'm a one. I I like right and wrong. I like fairness. And it can, there's some bad parts to that. But the the part that I love most about that aspect of myself is um, I always think more is possible. Like I always think, but this, but this is possible. We could. We could do that. That could happen. I can completely love myself at some point in this journey, in this life. I can absolutely love every single part of myself, the the shadow and the light. And that's possible. I absolutely love that. So I just wanted to touch on that because um, I just think that it's, it's an amazing way to you know, share what you've learned and to share your knowledge. And like you said, here's, here's the things that I've done along the way, like, please take this and and learn from me. So you don't have to quite, quite go through the same thing. So, um, I just love that. I wanted to mention that then we were kind of talking about, so, um, you know, obviously part of self-love and self-acceptance is learning to trust in yourself, learning to connect with yourself. And so I know that you have a really kind of simple way of tuning into yourself, but yet at the same time, it was so, uh, so phenomenal. (laughs) So I would love if you would just share more about the, uh, this body testing with us that you've used to kind of tap into what's right for you. Yes. Oh, I'd love to, because I just love this tool. And as we were talking before the podcast, I recently discovered that like not everybody does this and that it's super profound. So I call it the body test method. And it's like, I I used to agonize over my decisions, even after I've made them, like, I don't know, is that the right one? What's going to happen? And I was just constantly 
worrying about my decisions, whether I'd made them or not. And so I could never go, that's decided. I can now rest until, I mean, I've been working on this clearly a lot of my life, but then I discovered, um, you know, muscle testing and I came up or I have a version that works better for me than the other ones out there. Um, and, you know, we all have things that work with our own intuition, our own bodies. This one I love because it's so profoundly simple. So what I do is uh, when I'm trying to make a decision, I uh, stand up with my arms and legs loose, just kind of a loose standing posture. And then I say what my name is. Like my name is, in this case, Jane. My name is Jane. And then I see what my body does. And in my case, my body moves forward. And then I say, my name is Ralph or whatever is not true. And then in my case, my body goes backwards. And when I first started doing this, I tested it every time because sometimes our bodies can change yes and no on different days, but mine's been the same for about 20 years. So it's pretty solid now. Some people, um, they feel lighter with a yes. Some people feel lighter with a no. Some people form, feel more grounded with a yes. Some people feel turmoil with a no and a uh, like a push forward with the yet. It's like every, I love it because everybody's body tells them what their yes and their no is. So it's step one, just listening to what our body has to tell us, which is so powerful. And then I ask the question, is it, and I always like to say, is it for my highest good? Because I figure if it's, if it's not for my highest good, it's for no one's highest good. Right? So. I always like to ask for highest good because I want things that are for everybody's highest good. My decisions may hurt other people or make them feel bad or not be what they want. But if it's not for my highest good, it's not for theirs either. So I always say it's for my highest good. And I'll say stuff like it's for my highest good to go for a walk today. I mean, they don't have to be like, should I get married or should I take this job? It's like, so for my highest good to go to the movie tonight. I mean, they can be very simple questions. And for me, I, I had to start with simple ones because my ego needs proof. I, you know, I'm a PhD. I like research. I like data. Um, so I would ask with simple little things. And every time I listen to it, like sometimes I don't listen to it and it works out fine. Sometimes I um, listen to it and it always works out fine. Like never when I listen to my body say what is true for me. Has it ever worked out poorly? So um, it's a lovely way to start building trust in our body and to more be more able to rest with our decisions, knowing it'll be okay. I don't know what's going to happen because I made this decision, but it'll be okay. I'll be okay. Like it's always been okay. So chances are it'll be okay this time. I love that. I love that line of thinking. And just that, like we said, it's so, it's such a simple practice of just kind of dropping in and seeing how the body responds, but yet at the same time, never thought of it before. Um, And our body has, has opinions when we listen to it, you know, the, the, um, the ventral vagal nerve, the biggest nerve in our parasympathetic nervous system, the direction of the nerve pathways 20% 20% go from our brain to our body, you know, 80% go from our body to our brain. It's like when we avoid our body, we're losing so much information that we are designed to get. So this is just one tool to help people tap into that 
great amount of wisdom. Tap into it. And like I would, you know, I was saying before we started too, but some people are so disconnected from their body. I know I spent so many years just um, completely disconnected up in the head, scared to drop into the body, making decisions from the head. Um, just not really just so disconnected. So I think what you're saying is, is so important. So what would you say to somebody who's, who's, you know, feels so disconnected, um, and maybe, you know, they start this practice. And I was thinking like at first too, um, like you said, the yeses might change depending on the day. So what if somebody's just like, oh, is this a yes? Is this a no? Somebody who keeps constantly questioning, do you, um, how many tips or any, any advice on just trusting yourself in that process? Yeah. What I do is sometimes even now, even after I've done it for decades, I will sometimes, I'll get an answer and I'll just, I'm just not quite sure. And so I'll ask again. And when I get a yes three times, then I'm like, okay. And for me, sometimes it gets stronger. But you know what happens, Christy, sometimes when I'm like, okay, what's the other? What's, I guess it for my eyes. And, and my, my body, my intuition is kind of like, you're not listening. So I'm not going to move now. So it's fascinating. And what I found, like when I was in grad school, I was, you know, I went to really good um, uh, grad schools, like one of the top two in the country, depending on who you talk to. And it was a really good school. I learned a lot. And half my fellow grad students and I were on antidepressants or anxiety or both. And so I thought, this isn't, this isn't. Like, this is not the, the only answer. Like, I've got all the theories. I know all the stuff. I've gone through years and years of training, and we're all really depressed or anxious. So I thought, okay, there's, there's got to be something more. I was clearly committed to the mind. I got a friggin' PhD for it, right? But then I was like, this is, this is not enough. I'm going to it's great. I love it, but it's not enough. So I decided at that, that time to start, you know, tapping into my intuition to figure out what this is. And because I was so up in my head, I would start listening to my intuition. And uh, in my in in me, my intuition feels like a voice in my head. Like I don't hear it, but it's just words in my head. And that's that's how I hear things. Some people hear them more through their body. So I one day I was like uh, walking along, and I passed this stick on the road, and I was walking home. And I heard, pick up that stick. And I'm like, well, that's odd. Why would I pick up the stick? This is, this is ridiculous. I'm going to look crazy carrying this. It was a big stick. And I, I was worried about this voice. I'm like, how do I know I'm not schizophrenic? I don't know. And it's telling me to pick up a stick. And I'm thinking, oh, no, I'm going crazy. I'm just about to graduate. And I'm going to go right into a mental institution, right? But I pick up the stick because I keep walking and I keep hearing, pick up the stick. I'm like, no, I'm not going to. So I'm talking to my head. I'm not going to pick up the stick. That's stupid. I'm going to look crazy. There's no reason. Pick up the stick. I'm like, okay. So I walk back a block, pick up the stick. And I'm thinking, well, maybe it's because there's a rapist or someone who wants to rob me on my way home. And this is my intuition protecting me. Well, the whole time I'm feeling crazy, wondering why I have the stick. I don't run into anybody. Like there's nobody it would say, oh, yes, you avoided great danger by avoiding that person. Nothing. So 
I'm almost home and I'm thinking, that's it. I'm this intuition stuff. It's just stupid. I'm going to go right back to my head. Theories, leave this stuff alone. It's crazy. And then I heard, take off your clothes. And I'm like, no, I'm in Minnesota. I'm outside. I'm not going to take out my clothes. And my inner voice said, exactly. You're not going to do anything that doesn't work for you. And I went, oh, right. This is a tool. I always get to decide. And after that, I listened to my intuition. And it's usually, except for the stick day when it was like, pick up the stick, pick up the stick. Except for that, it's usually this quiet voice of, well, do this. And I can always tell when it's ego, when it's like, do this, do this, do this. Why don't you do this? Haven't you done this yet? Have you done this? You know, there's an urgent, repetitive, in my, for me, an urgent, repetitive energy to it. And my intuition, my gut, my heart just says, this would be good to do. And then I'm free to make my choice. Uh I love that distinction of ego versus intuition because I've heard this several times before. Like, how do we distinguish between ego and intuition? Yeah. And um, it sounds like a, a lot of what I'm hearing is the ego is very frantic, just like you said, very like, do this, do that. It has to convince you. Yeah. And the intuition's just that quiet, calm, like, like that quiet, calm direction. So, yeah. Exactly. Except one time, Christy, I like to walk in a local park and I like to walk at dusk because it's a magical time for me. And I was walking in the park. I didn't see anybody. I was It's a big park, right? Big, really big park. Um, and my intuition said, run. And I'm looking around going, I don't see anybody, but I've learned to trust my intuition. So I hightail it out of the park. Now, once again, I didn't see anybody, but it's because I trust it that I can take more risks. Like I can, I'm a lot of women would not walk in dusk in a big park with woods, but I trust my intuition enough to know if it's, if, if there's danger, it'll, it'll say, it'll like, it literally yelled in my voice, in my head, run. So, and I did. And once again, it could have been nothing, but because I do trust it, I can take more risks like that. Wow. That's incredible. I love hearing um, just kind of the real life stories and the real life ways that you've applied it and it showed up for you. And I love how you say it's just this voice in your head, because I feel like that's how my intuition comes to. Um, I'm also very science based. I come from a nursing background. So, you know, uh, learning to trust that of like, is there something what's wrong with me? You know, like, why is, why do these random thoughts come into my head? That's how mine will just come through. Like just this random like thought, I call it, it's like words forming in my head. Um, yeah. I'm learning to trust that. I'm just like, what's happening. What's, what is that? <laughs> it's a scary journey, isn't it? Yeah. Especially when you come from science and data and linear thought, and it has to make sense and it has to be logical. I love having both. I think I'm more well-rounded and I can help people more having both. And I wouldn't want to give either one up, but it's scary to go into that. Even now talking, I'm a little nervous. I'm like, I have never really said this on a podcast before. It's kind of freaky, but it's true. So there we go. I'll be fine. (laughs) I love it. I love it. I love it. It will be fine. Um, Yeah. I'm, I'm much the same way, but it's just, 
Yeah. Learning to recognize it, learning to recognize how it comes through for you. Um, and then listening. And I, I'm much the same way that anytime that I've listened to it, even when I'm just like, why do you want me to do that? Why am I, um, you know, doing this or like posting that I feel a lot of how I, um, really came across like all my podcast guests was I just woke up one morning. I'm like, I'm going to post something about, you know, uh, looking for guests. And then I've just gotten to meet all these incredible people. And then it was like, later, I was just like, why did I do that? That was so out of character for me. And, and it's because I was meant to come on this beautiful journey and meet all these people. And um, it's grown me because I'm uh, the thought of talking to people was terrifying to me before. <laughs> and now I've done it so much. It's almost like I'm oh, another podcast interview. Okay, I'm ready. <laughs> and so and my higher self knew that I needed that. And yet I never would have just jumped into that on my own. So um, I just I love that. I love to hear the ways that it shows up for people in real everyday life and how they follow it. And like you said, it's never um, put you in a situation or led you to something that just, it was, that wasn't okay, that didn't turn out. Okay. So, right. Um, so what I would love to know is if somebody wanted to come and work with you, how are you working with other, uh, women right now? Awesome. Yes. Thank you. So two ways I am a psychotherapist. So I work with people individually and I've now, cause it's so funny. So for so much of my career, all I wanted was a private practice that was full. That's all I wanted. Like for 10 years, and I, I was an awful marketer, so I didn't do any marketing. And it took me 10 years to get there. And I was like, yay, I did it. I have a private practice and I'm full. Yay, my dream is met. And then about six months later, I'm like, but wait, there's something more. And I just felt this, I didn't know what it was, but I knew that I'd reached that. And now I wanted something more. And then what I realized is I can see like 18 to 20 people a week. That's, that's it for my energy level. I can't see anybody any more than that. But I want to, I want to, you know, I love what I do. I love the tools I give. I love seeing that it helps. So I'm like, I help more people. Because, you know, as you might have noticed, the world's getting a little more stressed. So I think it's super helpful to have more voices, more information, you know, more chances to, to see how, you know, tap into our own wisdom and see we are going to be okay. Like whatever's happening in the outside world, how do we come inside and, and know we are okay and we are lovable? So I wrote my book and that was super awesome. That was super fun. And then I'm like, okay, what else? And then I started developing, um, I just developed my first one and ran my first online program called Simple Self-Love, which is the tools I give my clients, only it's in a group format and I can work with many more women. And I ran my first group in January and ooh, it was so good. It was, it was like, you know, it was scary. It was new. I didn't, I know it works in the therapy room. I didn't know if it'd work like in a four week thing where I'm with a group of people and it absolutely did. So that's my next step is, is um, getting my tools out there to, to more of the world. And it's, it's freaking me out and it's really scary. And I don't want to know what I'm doing, but like you, there's this internal drive, do this, do this. This isn't just do this. So I'm like, okay, I will. 
And I'm just going to trust that whatever's going to happen is going to happen. Oh, I love that. I love that. Because like you said, it's this internal drive that you're just like, what am I doing? Yes. Why am I doing this? Okay. I'm just going to trust. Um, exactly. so I love that. Yeah. I love that. So yeah, it's a faith um, walk. <laughs> oh my gosh. Is, but just, I just think of like, like you said, by expanding your group program, you know, you took that step and now you're like, okay, I'm ready for the next little step. But just thinking about how many people, like you said, you'll be able to reach and help in that way is just incredible. It's incredible. And the tools that we have at our disposal now to be able to do that, like you said, the world's getting more stressed out. And so having these things is, is so important. Um, so I would love to know where are we able to come and find you at online, your social media links, what's your website? Okay. Um, I'm not a detail person, so I wish I would have that right in front of me. I will send them to you. Okay. I have them actually in front of me. Okay. So. Awesome. Great. Cause I'm like, um, I'm on Facebook and Instagram and I've got a website that's I know my website. (laughs) I love it. So what I'm going to do is everything will be linked in show notes. So if you do want to connect with Dr. Jane, you'll be able to scroll down. Yeah, it'll be the website, um, Facebook and Instagram. So we can connect with you on any of those platforms. Yeah. And I do know one thing my um, I've got, I created a lovely little document with instructions for the body test method. And that's at everydaylove.me backslash body test. And so they can get up and and get on that and then they'll get, you know, love notes with more tips and perspectives and tools and resources. I love that. I'm so thankful that you mentioned that and you shared about that with us, because like I said, I'm like, that's such a simple tool because we were talking about um, like a lot of the times I'll use the pendulum as well. Like you said, with muscle testing, you tried to use the pendulum and you're like, it's all over the place. I know it's a pendulum failure. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, I feel like that too. I'm like, well, sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. Like, I don't even know what it's going to, like how it's going to be feeling that morning. Uh-huh. I'm like, what a cool way. Like you said, is we all have access to this. It's just like you said, tapping into exactly how we can access it for ourselves. So I love this. I love it. And I just have to thank you so much for being on today. As we kind of close out, you've, you've told us, you've given us so much information. You've given us such a wonderful message, but did you have any kind of final thoughts for us? Any, um, anything that you wanted to mention? Yeah. Two things I'd love to share that I, um, my tagline is love yourself. Now you don't have to wait like until you're perfect, until this happens, until this person loves you, until you get that job, you don't have to wait. And the second thing is that I share with my clients all the time is hell is wanting the present moment to be different. It's like, I'm here. Now what? Here's what is now. How do I choose to respond? And I think that is when we are most free in our life, like right here, right now in the present, how do I choose to respond in this moment? Oh, that's so powerful. I can attest how powerful just, just making yeah those those shifts are so again jane thank you so much for giving time to be here today to share with us this has been uh, incredible being able to talk with you so i just uh am so grateful to you for being here today thank you christy i appreciate it very much thank you for joining me today for the self-project podcast 
Come and connect with me over on Instagram at underscore Christy Martin and let me know what your takeaways were and what you want to hear more of. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any of these awesome episodes. Leave a review if you love the show and I will see you next time.